I am honored to have on the show Forest Hills Public School Superintendent Dan Beam. Mr. Beam, I want to welcome you to the podcast room and say how grateful I am to you and all your staff at Forest Hills for the miraculous jobs you have been doing to get all our kiddos through this crisis without sacrificing their education. I can tell you that since opening our library in February, I've seen many of your pupils working hard and filling up our study rooms. Well, thank you, Penny. It is great to be here in this wonderful facility. What a gem for our entire community. Uh, You know, it's really been a team effort uh, all throughout our community, and and this wonderful facility just is is another representation of that. And what a great place for uh, students in our schools and, and children and people all throughout our community come here and extend their learning in so many great and creative ways. So thanks for inviting me today. So this has been a tough year at school. I can't imagine being a school superintendent through a pandemic. What has been your biggest challenge through it all? Yes, it certainly has been, uh, I know, a challenging time for, for everyone regardless of what hat you may wear, and certainly for our parents and our, our students and our staff members and everyone throughout the community. Um, you know, I think the biggest challenges have been uh, really adapting and dealing with the uncertainty that uh, the pandemic has brought to so many different things. There are times um, it feels like where we move and we adapt in one way and then come to find something evolves and we have to adapt yet again. I can tell you that our, our kids are, are far better at adaptation than, <laughs> than grown-ups, And I, I think that's just because kids are used to that. Every year as we think about school, they're shifting and they're making changes and they're advancing a grade level and, and uh, learning uh, and, and meeting new people. Uh, for us grown-ups, we get a little bit more stuck in our ways. But I can also say that, um, you know, kids thrive with routines. So one of the things we've really been working on is um, talking about the routine of adaptation and how that's important. And our our teachers do a great job in in finding teachable moments in so many things that are happening. But uh, I I do think it is um, that that uncertainty that comes with things uh, as, as we've been moving through the last several months I think there was a time there in June where we all thought, boy, this is more in the rearview mirror. And then here we go again. Here's another uncertainty, another sort of curveball with the Delta variant. And, and we're working through that now. Um, but it, again, I'll, I'll point back to what I said uh, just a minute ago. It's, it's really an incredible team effort that you see so many people rallying together and, and rallying for our kids to make sure they have great learning experience. Oh, yeah. Your teachers are my heroes. <laughs> All the teachers. I can't imagine doing this and having to figure out how to do remote learning right. and an entire new thing. Is there any shining moments that um, you can think of? You know, so so many uh, occasions where people have just uh, so exceeded expectations. You know, I do think of our teachers um, a year ago who on short notice said, yes, I will change the practice that I've been doing for, in some cases, many, many years, their entire careers, and shift to teaching uh, remotely and having students um, in a remote class each day. We had about 900 students that selected that option. And so to be able to have, say, a first grade teacher come in and work with students and work with families in that way, 
I've lost track of how many parents reached out, and not only were they grateful for that option for, for many different reasons, but they expressed what amazement um, they had in terms of the talents that our teachers were able to bring. So I, I know that um, you know across the country, and, and maybe early on in the pandemic, uh, as we think back to the spring of 2020, uh, we were really trying to find our way with remote learning. But as I look at last school year, it was incredible to see what teachers were doing. And even teachers who weren't teaching remotely, but maybe had students out and how they adapted uh, with them at that point in time. It, it, but there were so many people and so many people that continued to rise to the occasion. I think of um, you know people who work in our schools that aren't teachers, our, our food service workers, helped right. families that had food insecurity with over 8,000 meals that kids wow. took home and families took home. So uh, again, trying to nourish people and in different ways. We know that it's it's hard to learn on an yes. empty stomach. It's hard to learn when those basic needs aren't met. And uh, I, I could go on and on and on about uh, people stepping up in, in tremendous ways. And, and that goes for our parents and our community members as well. Again, a big team effort. Okay. So this show, though, is about the fall, looking forward. Yes. What can you tell us? What's going to be happening in school this fall? Well, we've Open school this week, and I can tell you uh, it's it's very exciting. Our kids are happy to be there. There's joy. You can feel it in uh, the buildings. You can see it on kids' faces. Um, we are trying to make sure that the Delta variant does not uh, disrupt this school year, so we're trying to keep uh, our priorities to have kids come to school every day, and uh, we know that uh, in-person learning uh, makes a tremendous difference for students. So we're, we're trying to keep everyone in school and keep everyone healthy. Um, and it's, it's really trying to have a, a school year that looks more typical in terms of the types of things that kids are doing. I think we've learned a lot of how to mitigate uh, the risks in this pandemic. And we've also learned which things that maybe we were a little bit too cautious about a year ago because we just didn't didn't know and didn't understand, um, now bringing some of those things uh, back in place. So uh, a variety of extracurricular activities, how to get out of the classroom and do field trips, come to this wonderful facility right here, this library, and places around our community and places further beyond. We know that we can extend learning beyond the four walls of the classroom all the time. So teachers and kids and Parents and families who help out with all those events, uh, you can expect to see those things happening. I think a, a full slate of extracurricular activities as well. We know that learning, again, extends beyond just the hours of the formal school day, and we're excited about that. So it's a, it's a full range of co-curricular and extracurricular activities that will be uh, taking place. And um, it, it's really, again, also our teachers who have... Um, learned a tremendous amount over the last, what would it be, 17 months that we've been in this pandemic of, of how to really create uh, uh, a typical routine in a classroom where the focus is on learning, the focus is on growth. Um, and we've, we've moved away from any focus on uh, you know, a pandemic solely or things like that. So our kids are becoming um, uh, accustomed to working their way through school and having that joy for learning that we want to make the focus all the time. Yay. Your students, your teachers, and you have been doing so much and adapting so much. What can we do 
in the greater community to help you all. Wow. Well, uh, you know, so much has been done in the in the community to to help in so many ways. You know, I think um, part of it is just the encouragement. There's, uh, you know, people who uh, work incredibly hard uh, all throughout our community and certainly in our schools. Uh, I, I know uh, as a former teacher myself, just those simple little notes, sometimes it can just be a, a couple of lines to say, keep up the great work. We're, we're so grateful for you. That That's gold to a teacher. Um I can tell you, um, you know, it, it extends throughout the system, whether it's a, a, a bus driver or yeah. uh, someone who helps to keep our buildings clean or the secretary in the front office. Um, just that encouragement uh, definitely helps. I, I think there's certainly a lot of extra work that's been taking place. We can think about that even in our hospitals. Our, our schools aren't too dissimilar in, in the fact that people have been putting forth a lot of extra work. So when that's seen and recognized, uh, that's puts uh, an extra uh, sort of uh, wind in our sails, if you will, on that. So that's a wonderful thing. I think also just um, continuing to uh, pull together as a community. I think this is really a, we've had a great tradition over many decades in our community of people rallying around our schools and, and, and doing things for our kids and making sacrifices for our children. I think just that communal effort that we're all in this together uh, can help in, in so many ways. And just, um, again, encouraging our children that they're doing great work and we can uh, all do this together. Children take their emotional cues from the significant adults in their life. And as moms and dads, as grandparents, as friends and neighbors, an extended family, letting kids know that they're doing great work, we're making progress, there's um, uh, growth that's taking place uh, that we can see it in our kids and celebrating that growth and that learning, that makes a tremendous amount of difference. We know that uh, when any of us, and certainly for kids, when we're anxious, when we're worried, um, any of those emotions uh, that will uh, set off something in us that causes us not to focus on just the day-to-day elements of school, um, th- that can be an impediment to learning. So it's it's trying to create that emotional space where uh, kids are reassured, and we know what we're doing, uh, and we can get through this together. I think another element of uh, what we're doing is trying to empower children, trying to let them know what, what it is that they can do. They understand we're in a time that's different in a, in a pandemic, and um, explaining to them what it is that's going on. They have many questions, and how it is that they can help and how it is that they can help um, to keep uh, themselves healthy, to keep their friends healthy, uh, what are things that they can do uh, that will uh, keep a classmate who maybe has a compromised immune system, keep that classmate in school. What are things that they can do to help with that so everyone can enjoy the benefits of coming to school every day? What can they do to help our first responders and the people in our hospitals? Kids can understand those things, and they want to do that, and they can be leaders for us as well. Wonderful. They are leaders for me. I am so proud of them all and of you, and thank you so much for 
for everything you do and everything you encourage your teachers to do. And it's going to be a great school year. We're predicting that right now. Absolutely, Penny. I, I definitely agree. And this is a, a, a wonderful place to be right here in this incredible facility. And it just, again, shows ways in which uh, learning's not confined to uh, the schoolhouse. And uh, some of the best learning happens uh, in those times and places when we might least expect it as well. Thank you again for coming. My Mr. pleasure. Mr. Beam from Forest Hills Public Schools. Thank you, Penny. It's great to be here.